0: I'm wearing a party hat on my head right now because it's our 100th episode. That's right. Here we are. 100 episodes of Gutting the Sacred Cow, and we cannot thank you enough. Kevin Israel and I love you to pieces for hopping aboard this little fun train of nonsense. This week, to celebrate our 100th episode, Mike Burns comes aboard and chooses an absolute 80s gem. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Now... Would you please do us a little anniversary present? Go to YouTube, subscribe. I don't care if you turn off the notifications. We just need those numbers to be boosted so we can get monetized on YouTube. That's it. Without further ado, Mike Burns from Wisecrack does Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Gathering. Well, the world needs ditch stickers too. Kevin Israel, name that film.
1: You went with another easy another another Did softball.
0: I, I went with the one off, a little off of the ball be- and, and and from your favorite movie too. I know. It was a little off-the-beaten path for you, but all right. <laughs> Caddyshack, Shack, just in case anybody's like, you didn't say it. <laughs> Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, what the fuck is going on? We're back again. We hope you're enjoying fantastic episodes like The Matrix with Don Jameson. We hope you also enjoyed 40-Year-Old Virgin with Ryan Haley. And I don't know what's going to air after this, but so I hope you enjoy it with blah, blah, blah and blah, blah, blah movie. <laughs> but here we are today, Michael Burns from Wisecrack. Mike, what's up, man? How are you?
2: Oh, I'm so Hold excited on, to be here. Uh, I'm glad you let me come. I don't get invited a lot of places, so I feel really honored
0: wow that's a way to start off with the low self-esteem <laughs> admission oh, right there
2: just self-hatred the whole time you had me or get ready for it i'm gonna make it sad by the end
1: oh like a backhanded compliment nobody yeah, invites yeah. me anywhere
2: so thanks you losers <laughs> yeah you know you're you're feeding the bottom and i'm glad to be there
0: <laughs> this is like an 80s movie where we, we invite the nerd to hang out with us and the and the hot girls feel pity and we get to fuck them because we're generous and magnanimous to you
2: yeah, and I'm like the Cameron who fakes a catatonic episode so I can creepily watch your girlfriend get undressed.
0: <laughs> I can't tee it up oh. any better than that one because Mike Burns has chosen. Mm. I'm gonna go and dare say the most popular John Hughes film of all time, and that is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Budget excuse me, nineteen eighty six. Budget of five million. A haul of seventy million dollars of 2021 money, 2021 money, make that 12.3 million dollar budget 173.5 million dollars. Not a bad turn of events. IMDB is a scale of 1 through 10 with decimal points. Mike,
2: what do you think Ferris Bueller's Day Off scored? Ooh, IMDB, I'm going to go um 89.3
0: Uh, How about we just go (laughs) 8.9? Oh, I I
2: thought it was 100 shit. My bad. No, no, no. One through 10.
0: Yeah. One through 10. Uh, Yeah. I'm gonna go 8.9. Kevin Israel. 9.2. 7.8. Wow. Social. Mm. Mm. I know. We did the social network and that was a little bit (laughs) ass backwards. Right. (laughs) All right. Kevin Israel critics. Rotten Tomatoes score, as you know, is one through 100. What did Ferris Bueller's day off score? 86.
2: Mike. Wait, is the critic score? Critics, yes. Yeah. Uh, ooh, I'm going to go 81.
0: Someone has won two showcases. And that someone is Mike Burns at 80%. Wow. Let's go. Good job. Mike, why don't you fill us in what your thoughts are on the audience Rotten Tomato score?
2: Oh, audience is going to be like 95.
0: Kevin Israel.
1: Can go up there too. So I will prices right him and go
0: 96, 92. God damn it. Oh, close. God damn it. Quotes. We did revenge damn of the nerds. And by the time you're hearing this will have aired. I got to say, this is almost as quotable as revenge of the nerds. You're not dying. You can't think of anything better to do. <laughs> one of my all time favorites. I've said since day one, call me, sir. God damn it. <laughs> Another under-the-radar one I love and I do all the time. I hear someone playing a musical instrument shitty. Never had one lesson. He'll keep calling me. He'll keep calling me. I'll go. I'll go. And this one I answer the goddamn phone with. Ready? Ed Rooney. (laughs) I have that as a note. (laughs) (laughs) Pucker up, buttercup. Another fucking classic. A, you can never go too far. B, if I'm going to get busted, it's not going to be a, a guy like that. Another one that's been the test that has stood, the, excuse me, the test of time. So that's how it is in their family. <laughs> I have my father's gun and a scorching case of herpes. <laughs> and my brother and I do this all the time. someone walks in the house, no, don't get up. It smells delicious. Dinner's ready. Kevin Israel,
1: fire. did not leave much meat on that bone. I picked a couple of more obscure ones. Uh, Try that one out. You can fertilize the lawn, lawn yep. which is just such a weird – it doesn't even mean
0: anything. That's an 80s, like, <laughs> you know, shock, like, you know. Yeah. Something um, like – you're bogus dude or some corny bullshit like that. I have to live with
1: the trouser snake. Yep. Uh, Jennifer Gray had some uh, some winners. And uh, I this, this one I genuinely say all the time. When Cameron was, was in Egypt's, Egypt's land, land – um and <laughs> with your bad knee you shouldn't throw anybody
0: <laughs> how about you mike what do you have
2: i i i fucked up i forgot about the quote cool part Don't i got worry. so excited about Don't other worry. stuff you're, um, done. you're off so i'm gonna get out of I'm here go right now nope. I'll, I'll give no, a quote no, no, no i got no. one okay i, got, go one. On. I, got, What's your I got one um it's a creepy quote a kiss for daddy
0: Do you have a kiss for Daddy? Do
2: you have a kiss? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll I'll go with that one. Fair enough. Um,
0: Fair enough. Hold on. Now it's time for five Five Fun Facts. 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 Take a guess who turned down the role of Cameron. So it went to Alan Ruck, who, by the way, turned Thirty, shortly after the film was released, but the guy who turned it down, huge star in the '80s, huge star. Want to take a guess? Tom Cruise.
2: No, I'm gonna go Cusack.
0: Emilio oh, Estevez.
2: No.
1: Who? I'm in a very different movie.
2: Whose brother is in the movie? Yeah. Yes. Ooh.
0: Cusack. Charlie, Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie Sheen, oh, yeah. Estevez. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um Michael Anthony Hall swore John Hughes wrote Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but apparently they got a little fight because Anthony Michael Hall was working for other directors besides John Hughes. Want to take a guess on what actress wanted to play Sloan? Again, huge name in the eighties. But he she he was she was told no because it was too small of a role for her.
2: we going to Roberts there?
1: Yeah, I was, I was going to say the same thing. But I think this is a before Julia Roberts.
2: This is way before Julia okay,
1: Roberts. Okay, yeah. Meg right now. She was too old. No idea.
0: Molly Ringwald. Oh, that uh, makes sense. Yeah. But you said a name before. The only actor considered besides Matthew Broderick was John Cusack.
2: Would have made a lot more sense. He's a, he's a, a local Chicago guy himself. Yeah. He would have embodied the character in such a real way.
0: Or Jeremy Piven, another Chicago guy. Yeah, Who's a rapist. No, I'm just kidding. He's not. He's
2: uh, <laughs> just right into it.
0: Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey were engaged after the release, and then killed someone in their car while driving. But do you know the parents, the the actors who played Ferris's parents, got married and had kids in real life?
1: Whoa! There was a lot of chemistry between the two of those. I
0: could feel it. A lot of sex. Katie Beeler. Oh. Charlie Sheen got in a character by staying awake for two days. It is unconfirmed if it was pharmaceutically aided. He looked, you know what? He looked like shit in that scene. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Matthew Broderick and Alan Broderick and Alan Ruck worked together on the on the Broadway version of Biloxi Blues. Alan Ruck impersonated the director when he would go on his tirades, and that became the basis for Sloan's father in the prank phone call. Yeah. And now it is time for Ask a Gutter. 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 Lord Snert said he watched the movie recently and was entertained. It does not pass the remote test. I'd give it a rating of fine. Mm -hmm. I need to start trademarking this, Kevin Israel.
2: Yeah, good luck. Trademarking fine. <laughs> but and, yeah, it has to be to- told in that snarky manner. You can do that. If LeBron could trademark Taco Tuesday, you should be able to trademark fine. I had no idea LeBron trademarked Taco Tuesday. He, he I don't know
0: if it worked, but he tried to trademark that. I can't imagine that worked. Yeah. Is that like Pat Riley trying to do 3 Pete and having people to pay him? Or let's He's get ready to rumble. Oh, yeah. Bango said he loves Jennifer Grey in this film. And he said he'd die in the hill for die on the hill for. I said, "What cemetery would you like to be buried in? Mediocre cemetery next, mediocre cemetery next to hers. She's not good looking, not good looking." He goes, "Something about that bitchy squint of hers gets me going." And I reply, "You must have a thing for Jewish moms, then." I I'm right there with Bango.
2: You think agree. so?
0: Yeah. Jennifer Grey. There were so many. Oh my God, hotter. I'm not saying there aren't, but I'm but just she's saying she's not even. Uh, she's not even that.
2: Good. This is my favorite Jennifer Grey performance. I, I could, you know, throw Dirty Dancing out the window. I don't care. But sort of just anger-fueled Jennifer yeah. Grey. Sign me yeah. up. No, that's uh, not Treat me a... like I'm garbage.
0: Lord, oh, Snur- Lord Snurts would like to know... Uh, oh, never mind. You did not write that. Oh, he never understood the hype for Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Rich Kid having a day off was not relatable, and it was mildly funny. No question for the gutter. I hope they succeed. <laughs> not much on the questions here we go. Oh, here we go. This is from our old buddy, Race Canis from our, uh, one of our favorite podcasts. Who would win? Uh, I take that back. Where are you, Race Canis? Shit, 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 shit. Let's see here. Actually, there's a couple other ones. Okay, sorry. Wickedly Awesome wants to know, after Cameron destroyed his dad's sports car and garage, do you honestly believe his dad would not have been pissed? My guess, Cam- Cameron, ended up going to a therapeutic boot camp after this incident, perhaps military school. Cameron's—he's clearly dead.
2: Yeah, I do what is dead.
0: The main Danny, I was going to ask, the, what are the odds that Cameron survives the rest of the day? Potential manslaughter being on the obvious signs of him being in an abusive household. Hmm. Something, something. Cast or buddies doer, awesome podcast artwork. Say, I think the Ferrari incident gave Cameron no choice but to grow a pair. It's my belief that this caused him to go all John Bender on his own man. Bender. If Ferris went to your high school and you had to interact with him back in the day, would you have been friends? Would you have thought he was a douche? Would you have beaten him up and taken his lunch money? Qu- any, any, any guesses on that, fellas? Uh, I
1: would have thought God. he was a douche.
2: Yeah, definitely a douche. I would have found the kid so obnoxious. And he would probably be the type, too, that you would find him obnoxious, but he'd still be nice back to you and it'd make you even more yep. pissed off. Uh, God, I hated those guys. Okay. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. He at least Goatee's a douche, and he's upfront about being a douche. <laughs>
0: I have uh race to candidates, but to know, is it hard enough to watch uh, Jeffrey Jones in a movie because he can't, as well as OJ and naked gun because of obvious indiscretions, shall we say you guys. So do you have a hard time watching him in films?
1: He'll always be the, uh, the villain from Howard, the du- Howard, the duck to me, but, and uh, stay tuned. But I do get that. Uh, his his child porn proclivities are, are problematic.
0: For uh, Brandon Oglesby at Newark Night for Michael Burns, who pissed you off more, the theft of the Ferrari or Ferris's
2: lame attempt to skip school? Ooh, the theft of the Ferrari because he completely threw his friend under the bus. Fair. Bango2331
0: or all Bango, Mr. Bango recap. How many times did Cameron and Sloan hook up behind Ferris's back? Ooh. My, my guess is uh, I'd like zero. to see
1: that fan fiction movie. My,
0: my guess is zero because only one can assume that Cameron is an incel.
2: <laughs> no. All right.
0: Yeah. All right. Oh, so yes, is that all the questions we have here for our gutter? I think, uh, I'm, I'm, if I missed you, I'm sorry. I apologize. There was a lot of them today. So we go without cutting around, farting around, shooting the shit anymore. Kevin Israel, it's time for Michael Burns to Cut the Uh, Sacred sacred.
2: cow. Cow. That was good. I, I that was I really enjoyed your guys' harmony there. I'm sure Absolutely. I'll do it.
0: 95 episodes plus, Mike. <laughs> you think we have it right by now? We barely have it right by now. <laughs>
2: by, by 100, you're going to be great. Also, hello to the dog. Uh, so I see a, a very cool-looking dog. Um, I guess people listening can't see it, but I'll describe it to you. It's a dog. It looks cool. I see a quarter of its face. Okay, let's talk about Ferris Poole's Day Off. Now, just to be clear, is this a movie that's enjoyable to watch at times? Sure. Are some of the quotes you gave before – Genuinely funny, well written quotes that are fun. Are there characters in this movie that I love and sympathize with? For sure. But do I hate this movie? Yes, I'll tell you why. It's the story about a spoiled narcissistic sociopath who treats human beings and an entire city as just a playground for his own whims and flights of fancy. Kind of in the same way that, that Ronald Reagan and Margaret Thatcher turned the 80s, um, you know, in both economic and political life into a thunderdome of radical individualism, uh, individualism, ruthless self interest, Ferris Bueller represents everything wrong with the suburban America of the Reagan era. And, you know, it makes sense then that the first place he goes, he's a high schooler. They get into the city of Chicago, first place they go, the stock exchange. <laughs> Fuck you. Stock exchange. <laughs> Just. All the things to do in that city. Um, so let's really think about what we have here. We have a rich kid from the nice northern suburbs, probably Winnetka, takes the day off school. To it treat is a city Winnetka. In, yeah, there you go. To treat a city at school like a playground. You know, he's he's stealing Abe Froman's lunch reservations. This guy's the goddamn sausage king of Chicago. Chicago, yeah. Yeah, what are you doing? Um, he leads his best friend to have a nervous breakdown multiple times. Then... When the Germans are trying to have a nice day celebrating their culture in the city streets, he makes it about him singing the Beatles covering a shitty song. Not singing, lip syncing. The guy is so up his own ass, he thinks lip syncing a fucking Beatles song is more important than German culture. Also, I'll say this. All the car stuff, they could have taken the train into the city. It would have taken them probably the same amount of time, if not quicker. Okay. But something I really hate is like, what's the core of this character? What, who is Ferris Bueller? This person we're supposed to empathize with at some level. Well, the only sort of hint we have is he has a radical belief in himself. He gleefully quotes John Lennon saying, I don't believe in Beatles. I believe in me. And it's just like, fuck you, man. And we see how the self-belief leads to the manipulation of everyone in his life. Take these loving parents. I would have killed for those parents, Uh, not only for the mother's fashion, but for their their (laughs) love, their care, their interest. And he throws his sister under the bus. I'm team genie here. Who knows what she's been through living with this kid her whole life? She just wants someone to give her some respect. And she's so desperate for love. She sees, you know, two days up, pilled up Charlie Sheen in prison, not prison, just the the police office, and then starts necking. So I don't get how we're supposed to like this movie when when we can't find the central character at all sympathetic. You know, I just finished watching Suicide Squad, and I find characters in that movie who murder hundreds of people significantly more sympathetic than I find Ferris Bueller. And let's get into the filmmaking problems a little bit. Like, what is his motivation? At various points in the movie, we're meant to believe that Ferris's actions are motivated by a desire to stop and look around and enjoy life. At other times, he's trying to live a little bit before graduation and enjoy hanging out with his junior girlfriend who he's going to marry one day. No, he's not and at other times we might, we're meant to believe that he's just trying to shake his best friend out of an emotional stupor and, and I think this bleeds into the film as a whole especially the third act when I think it's so unclear what we're supposed to take away from this um, I'm a John Hughes guy I like John Hughes I think mean, he gets muddled here and and the Dean Rooney storyline except for his, his, his interactions with the secretary that's incredible dealing with Cameron's fake phone call is great it just doesn't add a lot to it and let me note I'm not alone here. Legendary Chicago and based film critic Gene Siskel could not stand this movie. When You can go look up his original 1986 Chicago Tribune, uh, Tribune review. He hated it. Now, last thing I'll say, this movie evokes the same feelings you get when you watch Woody Allen dating a high schooler in Manhattan or listening to R. Kelly at your cousin's wedding. We have You already mentioned this. Jeffrey Duncan Jones, who plays Dean Rooney, is a legit pedophile. And I got to watch him in this movie as he rolls up to a woman in an arcade and says, your ass is mine. Weird. <laughs> Don't like it. Made me feel bad. And then another thing. You That's already true this- acting for him, though, to be fair. <laughs> That's a good point. She was much too old for him. But and a woman. You- yeah, that too. Oh, boy. Bad guy. Um, another thing you already brought up as well. I can't avoid this as a proud Irish-American. Matthew Broderick and Jennifer Grey went to Ireland after they filmed this movie and killed two people brought this up they drove on the wrong side of the road and murdered people just just straight up did it paid 175 dollars. is that the price of two irish lives for you matthew broderick he's no different than the hundreds and hundreds of years of the english colonizing that place and treating the people like shit sorry makes such a nerve
0: god damn you irish yeah i like it yeah
2: well then so this film boils down to a pointless game of cat and mouse between a pedophile and a vehicular murderer (laughs) Um, you know, the real victim (laughs) victim of this film is Cameron. I feel so bad for the guy, the whole movie. His best Cameron's physically ill, living in an abusive environment, and and then the film wants us to believe that Ferris's actions benefit him, he got him killed. There's no universe this dad isn't at least beating the shit out of this kid, if not killing him. (sighs) Final thing I'll say is the moment that Ferris rolls into that parking garage looks at the hardworking blue collar Chicago guy who actually lives <laughs> in the city and says to him, you speak English. He loses me right there. Um, for those reasons and more, I, I don't think that I, I just, I don't like the movie. Thank you for, for letting me state that case.
0: Give me a number one to 10.
2: Mm, I'll go three.
0: Whoa.
1: That synopsis of the movie was the best describe a movie badly I've ever heard.
0: A <laughs> hundred. This is worse than Zach Morris is a piece of shit. <laughs> what do you fucking call that? By the way, his dad, you, every time I watch it, I go, that is one hell of a dad. He calls like, hey, Ferris, love you, pal. Oh, what, like, yeah. what a
2: dad. And when the, the, the girlfriend like does a little kissy thing in the car, he's not some creep in the city who gets 30 miles away from his wife and is like, why not? You know, he looks away and gets back to the Chicago sometimes.
1: By the way, his parents were the parents that uh, the 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 burnout described in Breakfast Club. Remember when he was when he was being like, "Hi, Dad." Oh yeah, like that's
0: two Ferris Bueller's parents, Nelson. Yeah the breakfast The Breakfast Club is an absolute fucking whale abortion. Watch that now; it angered me how awful it is. Don't you make a face, Mike Burns? That film fucking sucks. John Hughes bats five hundred in my book. He is the epitome of this. He okay. swings hard and kills it, or he misses like Bugs Bunny against the Gas House Gorillas. That's our vice versa. That's how bad his films are can be. That's how films his great films can be. I didn't mean to get
1: Goatee all fired up. I was fuck just Fuck
0: The Breakfast Club. And fuck Pretty in Pink. Wow. We said that before in this podcast. Notes. Brought to you by GuttingTheSacredCow.com every day where you find fantastic blog articles, merch, GTSC podcast on Twitter, and subscribe to us on YouTube. We're getting close to monetization, and we need to keep paying for Kevin Israel's hair care products because his hair is wonderful and wavy and mine's going. So that's good hair. Isn't it? Yeah. Notes. I know the they bought it monologue by heart since age eleven, and I still recite that shit verbatim. Broderick makes a great point about European socialism. Who gives a shit? I haven't thought about European socialism since the last time I watched this movie. I love 80s movies. We discussed this, Kevin Israel, ad nauseum. You know what I forgot to add also I love to see in 80s movies? When kids are randomly carrying boom boxes in the hallways in school. <laughs> I go, that's right. It happened in the 80s. It It,
1: it legitimately did. And I know it's a trope in 80s movies, but people um, really did walk around with blue boxes. Sign
0: of a bygone era. Oh, a tear of nostalgia slowly trickled down my cheek. How and why a high school senior would be so magnanimous to get a random freshman dude out of summer school? That doesn't happen. If it was a freshman chick, he's trying to fuck. I get it. But a random dude he has no tie-in with at any point in the film? He's getting me out of summer school. No, he's not. He's trying to fuck your sister or something else. I don't know. How does a ra- how does the random female student identify Ferris Bueller on the phone by him just saying hi? Hey, Ferris, how's your bot? Fuck you. What, there's no caller ID. There's no f- one word, two letters. Hi. How the fuck do you know him that well? You can identify him that fast. Horseshit. I can totally... See Kevin Israel telling someone, do you know what my diastolic is? It's 36 right now. That's I believe. That's, no, you'd be dead. Uh, that's for sure. I'd love to know what Ferris did the other eight times when he skipped school. If one of them wasn't getting drunk on Zima and then have Sloan do naked cartwheels while shooting ping pong balls out of her cooch, he's a horrible party planner.
2: Wow. I'd Never been- go
1: out with Kevin Goatee.
0: He expects a lot.
2: <laughs> yeah just uh man has high standards like i respect that but yeah, who can beat those i mean I, Nobody. Say,
0: i'm just recreating yeah. my high school senior years sans the uh ping pong balls i bet it's i bet it takes the same amount of coaxing to get cameron out of the house as it does to get kevin as it did to get kevin israel away from his porn libraries in college to come out for an evening Wow, they were extensive thank they were I, and listen Listen to other worse. episodes of this listen to other episodes of this podcast, Michael Burns and other listeners. He gets into his porn terabytes <laughs> of porn
1: he has on his laptop. I didn't see the streaming thing coming. I wasn't prepared. Well,
2: yeah, you get to college and you have the high-speed internet for the first time. What are you going to do? Not not download as much as you can? Mike, uh, go we on.
0: got re-graduated college in 1999. That shit wasn't coming Whoa. for quite
2: some time. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a generation behind you guys, so yeah. never mind. Uh, well, you put in your dues. It was easy for me. I was Yeah, you know, yeah. we it. had to earn it.
0: We had to download on a 28-8 modem fucking a 30-second clip. took 18 minutes. Thank you. Sloan Peterson has the same reaction of finding out her grandmother died as she would have if she went to the movies and her film she wanted to see was sold out. <laughs> how the fuck would Ferris have – how would he think to have a fake phone call lined up knowing the principal would call his house? There's no previous history of the two of them that – between the two of them that would lead you to believe that Rooney is on to him. Did Edie McClurg pull a deep throat and drop a dime on Edward R. Rooney, dean of students? <laughs> I wonder if, in between every scene, Jeffrey Jones went back to his trailer that may or may not have had kitty porn strewn about it, like a like a serial killer cutting out letters of a magazine to make a fucking ransom note. Google uh, (laughs) Jeff Jones kitty porn. My wife did today. He's still working. Did you know that? He's still getting jobs. Is he really?
2: I yep. was shocked when I saw that. I checked hey. his like Wikipedia today to, to make sure I wasn't exaggerating his, his stuff. Yeah, he was in the, in the Deadwood movie like, last yep. year.
0: And that's my wife goes, there was a Deadwood movie? And that's what everybody else said, too. Uh, he never had Deadwood. hey oh This is where I put the waka-waka-waka sound effect in there. How does Cameron go from near deathbed to dinner theater performer energy? Okay fair we've all done the run and then walk by classrooms in school for giggles my favorite though was farting loudly enough in the hallway to get that big echo and huge laugh
1: (laughs) if you did a good idea of the level kevin goatee's working on here
0: if you didn't you're a liar kevin israel i will not stand by you trying to paint yourself as a fucking saint even though you're jewish no fucking chance does a kid from Chicago wear a goddamn Gordie Howe Red Wings jersey as they hate each other? As a sports fan, I was incensed by this, but I did a little research for a bonus fun fact. John Hughes lived in Michigan for 12 years, and that was his favorite team and made Cameron wear that. Kevin Israel, that's like making uh, a, a Red Sox fan. That's like making Ben Affleck wear a Yankee jersey and gone girl, which he did not, which is why he had to wear a meds. Not going to do it. This movie has a viciously underrated 80s soundtrack. I could not find Shoot It Up by Sig Sig Sputnik until Napster came out. And when I did, I have four remixes of that song on my phone. Thank you. The parking lot attendant looks like he takes a bath in cool water cologne and calls everyone my friend. (laughs) If Ferris' mom really had second thoughts while going into his bedroom, she would have went closer in to give a better look. She is also that involved in her papers that when Jeannie slams the brakes on to avoid hitting Ferris, she can't see there's a fucking guy standing and staring them dead in the eye at a car. Sounds like her mom would be the same person had the same level of amusement if someone shined a laser beam on the floor and moved it around like a cat chasing it. I skipped school a few times. You know, I never went the stock market or the museum for that matter. If Ferris had a reservation, here's a tip, you rookies. If you had a reservation, why didn't he feel the need to tip the Mater D a buck? If you're in, (laughs) you don't need to bribe him.
1: He tipped the Mater D a buck, but he tipped the the parking attendant. uh, What do you? Finsky. Finsky. Yeah.
0: Speaking of, what where does a high school senior get the cash to go to a French restaurant? I had to fill my car up at with 5 or 10 bucks at a time, as well as save up for 2 to 3 hours of minimum wage work to buy a goddamn CD from that insanely priced Sam Goody. Fuck them. I'm glad they went bankrupt those pieces of shit.
1: Wait, since I'll just throw in one of my points since we're cramped for time anyway because of piggybacks on that. The amount of money he probably spent on this afternoon, he could have bought himself a fucking car
2: right. in the 80s. Yeah. Or he has red- a wad of cash he takes out. Where does his money come from? There's never any implication that he has a job. When does he have time? He's skipping school and, like, He's, getting fresh. He's rich, rich kid.
0: He's sto- yeah. Stealing from his mom's purse. How does the dad – okay, wait, sorry. Jennifer Gray ditches classes, but she still stays in school. I didn't know that Bueller was a Polish last name because that doesn't make sense. Who stays in school if they're ditching class? How does the dad not recognize his son's voice while he's in the bathroom stall? The two other guys talking to Fer- Ferris's dad don't notice three teenagers frolick around frolicking around the cab like a bunch of Parisian mimes and hey just ask, what the fuck is wrong with you idiots? How many times do you think Cuomo stole the line from Jeffrey Jones? Let's see there. What was the line again? Fuck! Where he goes up to her behind, oh, your ass is mine. Yeah, How many yeah. times do, time do you think Cuomo stole the line, your ass is mine, from Jeffrey Jones and walked behind women and said that? Women and said that. Thankfully, I go to a lot of ball games, Yankee games, because I have higher standards. I've never heard anyone ever say, swing, bada, 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 swing, Kennedy, Kennedy, Kenny, because I'd make sure I would go on that day and smash that bat over their fucking heads. How does Ferris wire up the intercom where the cassette tape automatically rewinds itself because it doesn't happen unless someone presses rewind? When every time the doorbell rings, it was the eighties computers. That's all you need to know. It wasn't a computer. It was a machine because I looked, you know, I already said this, you know, our never else went on hooky, the museum. I wonder when black people watch this movie, do they think all white people go to stock markets, museums and parades while ditching school? Ferris's dad is such a complete fucking moron. He can't recognize Sloan with her sunglasses on five feet away. And how does he not wave his dick at her just for giggles, right? Because he's not, she's not going to squeal on him while he catches her skipping school. Yep. The dad is insanely dense, although nice, as we had stated. He's reading the newspaper. On the front page, it says, community rallies around sick youth. And um, how is the paper reporting that after it's been printed and he called out of school <laughs> that morning? <laughs> You've taken talk, literally all of my points. You've t- you were talking about a nonlinear timeline, you guys. Uh, I say, fuck the Beatles. I say Wayne Newton can thank John Hughes for Gen X getting two shits about him. Because I would not know Wayne Newton if it was not for this fucking movie. And I go to Vegas every year. I enjoyed the flash mob of black people dancing to Twist and Shout because it makes, that, it, it makes, it makes this week's That Doesn't Happen an easy pick. A flash mob of black people dancing to twist and shout, not fucking buying it. Since when do flowers render dogs unconscious? Is that an old Bill Cosby trick? <sighs> Ow. Mm hmm. Topical yet hard-hitting. Rooney's car gets ticketed and towed within minutes. In suburbia? This isn't Hoboken. Even that doesn't happen that fast there. Stop it. That doesn't happen. And of course, he left the key stuck in the car. Bullshit. I'd be chasing that car at breakneck speed at the least to get my keys that were stuck in the fucking door. And guess who else had a Plymouth-reliant K car? This guy. This guy. And guess who had it totaled while making a left turn and getting T-bowed? This guy. If Cameron is in a, is in a vegetable state, how the fuck do they get him on a direct, in a director's chair, let alone on top of a goddamn diving board? I've never brought a chair and sat down on a diving board because it's not the steadiest place to sit is on a diving board. And if you slip, that doesn't happen. Sloan goes in the pool wearing lingerie at Cameron's house. She's not wearing that lingerie to school, and I bet Cameron's mom isn't rocking out Victoria's Secret. Fill in the blanks, fellas. Charlie Sheen looks terrible. He looks like Corey Haim's asshole that he supposedly put his penis inside while filming the movie Lucas. Jesus Christ. They did. He did destroying your dad's ferrari isn't the way to stand up to your dad unless you have a suicide mission come home after curfew bang your bang a girl in your parents bed and accidentally leave the condom in said bed after they get back from vacation uh i just made this autobiographical fellas sorry yikes that happened jennifer gray is the jennifer anison of the 1980s everyone loves her but she's just cute not the smoke show everyone makes her out to be Jennifer Gray goes by Shauna instead of Jean. Where the fuck does that come from, Shauna Jean? I draw a big equal sign and a slash through it. If you're a, an algebra fan, I'm so very surprised Mia Sarah didn't make it bigger. She sure made it bigger when she went topless in Time Cop. Waka waka waka. How did Ferris get? Sl- How did Ferris and Sloan get back to Sloan's house as Cameron picked them both up from school in the dad's Ferrari? Mm hmm. Ferris would be pouring sweat and panting heavily after running through the neighborhood and jumping in bed. But then he tells his mother he's 150 percent better. She'd see him sweating like a fucking mental patient and beg on. You're not better. You're much worse than when I left you. Ed Rooney doing his best Captain Ahab impression, losing his white whale and then getting rescued by a middle-aged bus driver. This is the level of embarrassment on the level of getting ankled every day from school, in school, from kindergarten to 12th grade. Is having a principal walk home and then get picked up by the bus with a bunch of kids on it. This is the first post-credit scene I can ever remember seeing, and it's still top three. Even Deadpool parried this gloriously. I love this movie. I've seen it 50 fucking times. At least I own it on so many platforms. My wife and I quoted this thing beginning to end. The problem is this. I barely laughed rewatching this. Now, I, I laugh like a maniac watching Caddyshack 150 times, Naked Gun, Clerks. I still love this film. You've made a lot of great points. He's a maniac. He's a sociopath. I'll buy that. I enjoy it. It's not lol funny, but it is still easily John Hughes' best film ever. By the way, I had one other point that you made. Oh, without a question. Uncle Buck number two. Sorry, I take that back. Planes, trains, and automobiles, a close number two. Uncle Buck, a close number three. The rest can go fuck all. Home Alone four. By the way, in my in my version of this, Cameron goes off to college, ties a needle off in his arm and falls asleep to a heroin overdose while sweet Jane plays in the background. Seven and oh. seven and a half out of 10. This film filth is still fucking magical. So I, may be, I may be on the master on, on, the, on the nostalgia bus. It's still I still like it. But again, great points. I agree with every one of them, but didn't change my score. Kevin Israel floor is yours. This movie is really
1: five movies, depending on your perspective. One, it's a silly movie about a slacker playing hooky. Two, it's about a sociopath who uses everyone he touches and ruins everything he touches. Three, it's about a principal just trying to get a win. Four, it's about a sister trying to cope with her popular brother who she just can't compete with. And five, it's about a guy trying to overcome the fear of his father. It all depends on your perspective and who you're rooting for in this movie as to who's the protagonist. But one thing's for certain, Ferris is not a good guy. He is an asshole. He's a piece of shit who ruins his friends' lives, who doesn't give a fuck about anyone else but himself and his own good time. I'm pretty sure that this is just a prequel to what is sure to be a supervillain movie where Ferris tries to take over the world with his Commodore 64.
0: (laughs) They did. It was called War Games, you moron.
1: (laughs) The good about this movie, though. It's insanely quotable. And for movies like this, especially comedies, the movie is re- Almost every scene has at least one, if not two, quotes that you that you probably know and can recite. I love this movie because as I said earlier to go to goatee, uh, computers in the 80s could just do anything. All you had to do was <laughs> say, I have a computer and you could literally do anything with it. He changes he changes his uh, his his attendance record. He can get a kid out of summer school. He uh, he's, everything that, he draws a new picture. He just has a
2: computer, he right? right a yeah, he's he's,
1: he's, he's, he's he's using MS Paint before there was MS Paint. Like it's <laughs> it's amazing what this computer can do. Because in the eighties, you just had to go computer, and people would go ooh, and that was it. <laughs> Jennifer Gray is so much better as being a bitch than as being sappy baby in Dirty Dancing. Such a better character. And I think it's just her face just looks like she's got that resting bitch face that becomes this character so much better than this sympathetic baby. And this brings me to a a point. Is Jeannie older or younger than Ferris? She has to be younger. She has to be. Because they seem like they're the same year. Here's the thing. Nobody knows. I consulted the internet. There is no definitive call on whether they're whether she's older or younger. It seems that people have have rested on they're actually uh fraternal twins. twins. Um because there are references that would suggest that she's actually older than him and the whole dynamic seems to be an older sister to a younger brother. But he's a senior about to graduate. So there uh, according to the internet and my little brief research there really is no sure decision on whether or not she's older, or young or she so has just, to
0: be at least 16 well you know fuck mike you grew up in she, illinois what's the driving age in
2: illinois it's, it's, you're 16 but okay, she has yeah. the line where she says i got a car and right. he got a computer which makes right. me think she turned 16 first. right
1: exactly why does she have the car and he doesn't when the mom says she's specifically going to use her bonus to get him a car it's not like he did something that didn't deserve the car yeah so but it's with it's, how
2: it's, school ages work so she would have had to been born right at the beginning of the school year, making her like the oldest in the class. And then they had to get right back on the horse as soon as mom got, like, got back from the hospital to make sure Ferris was born in time to be the youngest kid in the class. Mike, that sounds medically unsound. I didn't make <laughs> her do They're it. They're called Irish twins. You know that, Mike.
0: They're called Irish twins. Listen, <laughs>
2: right- I, I have cousins that are like six months apart and we just don't ask questions. <laughs>
0: That's not medically necessary, unle- uh, possible, unless there are uh, super duper primary pre- pre- babies there. But I'll, uh, I'll allow it for just for argument's sake. Ben, ben Stein in this is fantastic. Sure. We is. all
1: took a class like Ben Stein's class. We all slept through a class like Ben Stein's class. And it's so, it never is not relevant. I don't care when you were born, what age you are. You watch that and you go, I had that class and I hated him. He's a teacher with tenure who doesn't give a fuck. And it's beautifully done. Sure. Speaking of Ben Stein's class, that was Christy Swanson.
0: Sure, no, I knew that.
1: Yep. Simone, who happens to know all about what happened to Ferris. I saw her and I was like, wow, she's very pretty. That's got to be somebody. So I looked her up. It's Christy Swanson. Yep. Um, I know he's a sex offender and I, I'm not <laughs> going to apologize for that. But Ed Rooney is one of the greatest villains in movie history he's fantastic and his entire interaction with uh with his secretary that now i'm drawing a blank on her name um never say
0: grace grace Grace. yeah it's Grace. who who goes
1: on to be a secondary character in a in a sitcom that's i'm also blanking on well she's also
0: in planes trains and automobiles what do you mean uh uh-oh you're oh yeah oh
1: yeah that's right that's right she's she's fantastic and she's perfect in this movie I, lo- I love this because it's the 80s. The father drives an Audi, the daughter drives a Pontiac Friero, and the mom is stuck in a station wagon. And not only is she stuck in a station wagon, but she was going to use her bonus to buy Ferris a car, probably a cool car, because that's what moms drove, station wagons. Sorry, ladies. The 80s just weren't good to you. The actress who played Sloan was married to both Sean Connery and Jim Henson's sons.
0: What? What? <laughs> no wonder we haven't seen her in... in- <laughs> She was getting that fucking huge ass. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, she's, she's getting she's getting two payouts.
0: She, so when she'd get divorced, the second one, because when she did Time Cop in 96, I guess that's when the
2: I fucking alimony ran
1: out. I think she's still married to Jim
2: Henson's son. That's who you stay with. You have your fun first marriage with the Connery, right. but you stay right. with the Henson. John Connery.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, shit right there. Uh, there here's
1: two kind of esoteric thoughts. I feel like Charlie Sheen's character was God or something. Like He just kind of shows up. He doesn't have a name. He explains the, as the entire movie to Jeannie to and then makes out with her and probably disappears. He was something beyond just being a character. And I really I do. I love his appearance in the movie. But there was there was something supposed to be almost like kind of meta about his character that I'm just not smart enough to grab piggybacking that. I think Cameron actually died when he fell into the pool. He drowned, and the rest of the movie is just his, his dying dream of how everything works out, because it all works out way too perfectly for everybody.
2: <laughs> I like that reading
1: a lot.
0: <laughs> but, it's, but how sad is that show that he is if, 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 if the main focus is his best friend getting his way? Because well, that's who he is. That's who he is. He, his
1: entire existence, is his best
0: friend.
2: Yeah.
1: Which, which, be uh, which jumps me to a point in my the bad portion of this movie. There's a there's a moment during Cameron's breakdown. Your best friend is having a breakdown, a, a real true moment of, of loss. And Ferris takes time to talk to the audience about how he's going to ditch his best friend. <laughs> and he may or may not end up with his girlfriend. That's how big a piece of shit this guy is. His friend's having a crisis. And he's talking about like, ah, we're probably not going to talk next year. So fuck him. <laughs> By the way, one of my biggest points into this movie, that was a 1962 Ferrari 250 GT California. That's not a Corvette. It's not a Lamborghini. It's not a Porsche. That's a seventeen million dollar car. Million dollar car. That's not a car you just steal and drive around. There was a hundred of those made. You don't. It it blows my mind. When he his fault he did not lock the garage. Well, But that's the thing. First of all, if you own a $17 million car, and by the way, it's my dream to have a room where it's just cars. But if you own a $17 million car, first of all, you don't let your stupid kid know where the keys are. You don't keep it unlocked. And you have you have video cameras and some large guy guarding it. That car is worth fortunes. It's insane. It's insane that they actually even picked that car because it's so valuable that it just it it drives me crazy and he would take it to a garage and by the way it's hysterical that those two guys what those two guys do but they would never do that because they would end up in prison and they and by the way once you see the mileage on the car you would go back and you would just say well i'm suing you guys for i'm gonna own this parking garage now but yeah 17 million dollar car it's not just some fancy nice car the phone gimmick in this movie i think it's used almost three times where they call and pretend to be somebody else and it plays out perfectly it gets a little old it's a little sitcom ish it's great with rooney the 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 playing the the sausage king it gets it gets it gets a little ridiculous sloan looks damn near 30 and she's supposed to be younger than ferris who actually matthew broderick almost looks like he could have been in high school sloan looks like she was probably left back a couple years and is is waiting to graduate college
0: i think she was seen where 18 when she filmed this was she really i think
1: she looked somewhere yeah, she looked much older. The scene where Sloan asked Cameron, if you watched her undress and Ferris just leers on with that creepy smile is such an indecent proposal. Eyes wide shut moment. Like, what was that? They were like, you're such a loser. You can only fantasize about fucking my girl. Ugh, it just creeped me out. Like, I, and I never even picked up on it. But I don't know what that was trying to get across what point they were trying to make. But it was just pure creepy. And I close with my one, my one last stupid observation. Every gym class in movies looks like boot camp. I don't know at what time movie, movie makers went to gym class, but I feel bad for them because my gym class, we played dodgeball or kickball, or maybe we even actually played a game of softball. Nobody took it seriously. And if they told us to run, most of the people walked. But in movies, especially 80s movies, it always looks like boot camp. And all I can say is that doesn't happen. But I have to agree with Goatee on this one. Yeah. This movie, I saw this movie when I was twelve years old. I was, uh, uh I was in soccer sleepaway camp, and they played it as one of our like evening entertainment. And nobody knew what the movie was about, and watched it. And I remember thinking, I want to be Ferris Bueller. And now I'm grown up. I realize I don't want my kid to grow up anything like Ferris Bueller. But it's still a great movie. It still has. It's so quotable. The the jokes don't hit like Kevin said. They don't quite hit as hard, but there's such a nostalgic value to it and it's it's just such a great story and even taking in all the account that there are these different movies happening within this movie i think gives it some layers that are worth thinking about worth talking about and i i had fun even just writing about it so for me it's a 3 65 and a half, three six and
0: three six and a half and a seven and a half we're close well, kind of close critics five star reviews Critics, five-star reviews, critics, five-star reviews, critics, five-star reviews, critics, five-star reviews. The most compelling of all John Hughes movies, it's the one that cuts through the typical adolescent sentimentality in his popular Sixteen Candles and The Breakfast Club to reveal a truth about American cultural values. Does it? Mm. I don't think so. Mm. Started as a silly teen comedy, but then has a surprising amount of, of emotional heft to it.
2: I don't know about that so much.
0: That 80s gem still shines from beginning to end. 35 <laughs> years later, Ferris Bueller Days Off remains a treat and quite the Chicago love letter. Wow. Critics, one-star reviews. You know, you make me want critics, what's our reviews. critics, what's our reviews and critics, what's our reviews, critics, what's our reviews. The picture is ultimately too surface skimming and scattershot to have such delusions of greatness thrust upon it. What should have been a joyful romp turns into a stale, sour edge celebration of the new conformist and affluent technology addled cherub without a rebellious whim in his brain. I hate this person. More than I hate The Breakfast (laughs) Club. More than I hate Pretty in Pink. And more (laughs) than I hate Weird Science. Uh. Ferris Bueller's Day Off goes through the motions of enjoyable experiences without communicating much joy. Wrong. Mm. Depends on whose viewpoint we're looking at his, Varus's, yes. The overriding impression is one of utter nihilism of a world divided into bored, crassly materialistic teenagers and doltish, unfeeling adults.
2: are kids. kids supposed to be materialistic? Isn't that what just being a kid is about? Yeah. Well, if you love them too much, that's what the movie teaches you. You gotta be hard and on your kids so they don't turn out like Varus. It's fair. It's just coddled.
0: Amazon five-star reviews.
2: And
0: Amazon five-star review. Young Matthew Broderick is simply delightful. Everyone in the movie is perfectly cast. Guess I relate because I stole my dad's prized possession one night, a car, and ended up running into the side of a garage with it. What I did was considered so bad slash over-the-top evil that I was never punished. In fact, it was, it was never spoken of again. Another senior in high school and not allowed to drive it either. Let's hope Cameron's dad dealt it with the same way. Did nothing. Decades beyond high school now, but... Oh, wait. Yeah, but... But this still puts a smile on his old fa- on my old face. Watched this many, many years ago, and watching it again again was just as good now as it was then. Highly recommend, regardless of your age. I can relate to it. I can relate to my high school years, even though I'm 84 now. What's this guy's version of playing hooky enlisting in World War II? <laughs> <laughs> Can't get enough of a classic. Bought this for my boyfriend, and I feel I may need another LOL. He has watched it nonstop. When he's not watching it, he's playing YouTube clips of his favorite scene. When he's not watching it, when he's when he's watching it, he's ignoring my pussy, and I wish that Kevin Gautier or Kevin Israel were inside of me. Oh, that was (laughs) I fell for it. I fell for that one. (laughs) I had forgotten how funny this movie is. More importantly, no Ferraris were harmed in the making of this film. Signed Magnum (laughs) PI. This was a gift for a friend who was in Chicago while the movie was being filmed and was in a crowd scene. If that's the case, if that's the case, I want to meet this person and tell them I'm in the upcoming Bond film, upcoming Mission Impossible films, and upcoming Top Gun films, so they can buy those movies for me. Kevin Goatee. Amazon One Star Reviews. Amazon One Star Reviews. Here come the Amazon I remembered watching this movie as a child and love it. Now as an adult, I realized Ferris Bueller was just using his friend. Never sorry for anything and blame others for his misdeeds. The Dean was hilarious then and continued to be now. Cameron needs a new friend who is less narcissistic and selfish. Signed, Screech from Saved by the Bell. (laughs) Like so many movies, the storyline had merit, but the gratuitous use of foul language was overbearing. Signed, Jerry Seinfeld. All right, he's getting out there too. (laughs) High school kids get off days from school constantly. They get off every possible holiday. They get off three months for the summer. then they get off two weeks of Christmas and Easter, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Not to mention, they get out of school at three o'clock at the latest. Some high schools have flexible schedules where you can leave as early as twelve o'clock. Sign New Jersey Teachers' Union. <laughs> By the way, they forgot the Jewish holidays and Teacher convention week off as well. Kevin Israel. Yeah, damn it, not a fan. Everything he does in this movie is selfish, irresponsible, with a total disregard for those around him, except his girlfriend, and he's nice to her only out of self-interest. And yet the family and friends he's been taking advantage of go out of their way to cover for him at the end, while the principal, who was right about him all along, is made out to be the bad guy. Ferris Bueller isn't someone to look up to and emulate. He's a manipulative little shit who makes a habit out of hurting people he supposedly cares about. And gets off scot-free. Like most folks, I usually pull for the main character of a story, even when they've caused a bit of trouble. But in this case, I want to see what Ferris gets, what he's getting. I want to see Ferris get what's coming to him. Sign, John Gotti Jr. Reasonable. Kevin Israel, did Mike Burns got the sacred cow? Mike did a great job, and I agreed a
1: with a lot of what Mike said, but I think this cow is just too massive. Uh, I, I think this one's going to still be standing. You, you definitely you cut it good, but uh, Ferris Bueller's day off lives to take another day off.
0: This cow is a heifer. You go that. What's the score? Nothing, nothing. Who's winning? The Bears. Guys, <laughs> so good. I love that line too. Yeah, man, great! A lot of great points. No one's going to argue any of those. Those are all fantastic. But this still, I don't yeah. know. Is it is it more of a younger generational thing, or did you have to see this in the eighties or early, even early nineties? I mean, I, I still.
2: Yeah, I mean, as a as a hip fifteen year old on TikTok, I. Um... <laughs> You know, it connects to me in a different way. No, it's it's one of those ones where I, I, I feel the way I feel about it, but I absolutely get why people like it. And I just figured, why not go big? You know, I like it. No, I, let's, I thought Listen. of some movies that people kind of like, let's just, you know, well, when else am I going to get to go to Sacred Cow? Let's go for a big cow. Listen, that is what
0: that's most of the time, Mike. We have to, I have to go back and forth with the guest going, not, not, no one, no one cares about it. Like, the English patient sucks. Yeah, but it won awards. Yeah, no one gives a shit if we decide to have someone try and take that out because no one's going to get mad going, what, English patient? Fuck them. So the fact that- I would kill
2: their whole family if someone said anything bad about the English <laughs> patient. I'd find where they lived and kill their kids in front of them. But that's cool too, yeah.
0: Just like Kaiser Soze. Yeah, uh, but the fact that was like Ferris Bueller, there's a no-brainer. Pow, done. Mm-hmm. Loved your choice. Mike, tell everybody what you're up to again where we can find you.
2: Yeah, um, uh, go to youtube.com slash wisecrack. Got a bunch of videos there do some podcasts as well. Uh, and then on social media, I'm just at Michael O. Burns on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Um, so you can go there and just like, tell me I'm an idiot for not liking this movie. <laughs> Don't worry. They will. Yay. Um,
0: cool. Kevin Israel, where can we find you? Kevin And please
1: leave us a five star rating and a two sentence review. It helps us and it helps America.
0: <laughs> guttingthesacredcow at gmail.com if you want to advertise with us or just to stop by and say hi GTC, gtsc podcast on twitter subscribe to us on youtube we appreciate that and the monetization and if you'd be so good buy a hat buy a bag buy a shirt at our merch store at guttingthesacredcow.com thanks again mike burns you're awesome we appreciate you and we'll talk thanks, to mike. you all great. later